Today's sponsor for Girl Boss Radio is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio projects. Get a free audiobook of your choice at audible.com slash girlboss. Hi, and welcome to the third installment of Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, founder of Nasty Gal and the author of Girl Boss. We're at the Nasty Gal headquarters in downtown Los Angeles in a funky little closet next to my office. Every week, I'm going to be talking to kick-ass girl bosses to find out how they got to where they are today. Today's guest is Madeline Poole, global color ambassador at Sally Hansen and a celebrity in her own right. All right, let's get to it. She's painted the nails of Miley Cyrus. Her tutorials have been featured on Vogue.com, TeenVogue.com, Refinery29, and Into the Gloss. She is the global color ambassador of Sally Hansen, and you can find her beautiful creations on her popular Instagram, at mpnails. Please welcome Madeline Poole. Thank you so much for being with us on Girl Boss Radio. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> I'm honored. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I mean, I'm definitely delirious from my travels, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be home. Where did you come from? Just now I came from Jamaica. I was in Port Antonio, and before that, I was in Moscow, Paris, and Dublin. So Vacationing? Like working? Part of it. The first part, when I was in Europe and in Russia, was for work. That was through Sally Hansen. I went as their color ambassador. So I go and sort of introduce products and like help with the launches of products. And then in Paris, I was doing Fashion Week. I did the Stella McCartney show. Wow. How was that? Uh, I mean, it's really epic. It's in the opera house and it's really star studded and Parisian beyond Parisian. Does that make you feel weird or do you love it? It makes me feel weird, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And you were in Girl Boss. We did a portrait of a Girl Boss with you, and I think it was maybe my favorite just because you're so funny. So Madeline's going to read her portrait of a Girl Boss from the book because it's just too good. When I was really young, before I knew it was up, I wanted to be a cleaning lady because I loved making patterns on the rug with the vacuum and a basketball player because I love the outfits. And I wanted to live in Connecticut and have a royal purple foyer that I would call a foyer with a French accent. And I wanted to be fabulous. Some things have changed, but I'm still striving for fabulousness. I knew I didn't want to worry. I wanted a well-traveled, creatively inspired life where money was not my first concern. I'd have countless jobs, usually creative, but always low on the totem pole. I wrapped presents at a jewelry store, served snow cones, taught swimming lessons, cut bagels, worked at a coffee shop and at a few restaurants, even Panera. I was educated. I restored posters. I catered. I nannied. I worked in an ice cream truck. I sewed sequins on headbands, sewed tags on t-shirts, painted walls, murals, removed wallpaper, assisted a prop stylist, a food stylist, and some Devil Wears Prada type fashion stylist. My dad gave me a hard time and All I could tell him was that I wanted to be an expert. So whatever I ended up specializing in, I would make sure to be the best at it. I was a hard worker. I always had been. And finally, I saw a lady painting a model's nails on the set of a photo shoot, and I thought I would be really good at that. So I quit my various part-time jobs and enrolled in L.A.'s cheapest beauty school. I was at my all-time most stressed and poor, sitting under fluorescent lighting, wearing a dust mask, watching a cheesy lady demonstrate airbrush makeup on a fake head. But I always knew it would work out. Now I'm on set, freelance manicurist on fashion editorials and commercial photo shoots. I develop nail products, and I work on a lot of creative projects that have anything to do with nails. In short, I'm an expert. When I'm not working, I'm still working. I'm always observing. I'm taking photos of patterns and colors I see on the streets. I'm jotting down ideas. I'm meeting new people, connecting the dots, researching my craft, trying out new products, giving my friends manicures, working on my website, updating my social media accounts, working on my own products and collaborative products, putting together inspiration boards or sketching new ideas. I'm working on my craft and my business, not because I feel obligated, but because I love it. I've always had to work hard because I had no other choice, but I always believed in myself. I always knew I'd be a girl boss. You are a girl boss. Thank you. <laughs> I will never get your Panera bread job <laughs> reference out of my head. So she, 
Madeline said she was bredgeducated at Panera, which is just <laughs> so funny. And your reference to a foyer. Yeah. Lots of foyers in Paris, huh? Paris. Oh, my God. It's full of foyers. Yeah. I actually <laughs> write to me today who was like, I read your your part in Girl Boss, And like, I was so inspired by like the part about you talking about not really knowing what you want to do, but knowing you want to be an expert at it. And uh, yeah, I, it's amazing how many people have read that and seen that and commented on it. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really great. That's so really, really cool. Let's jump back. You went to art school. What did you study? I just studied painting, but I was kind of miniature focused. That was just my my go-to. Why? You're just a tweaker or? Yeah, I'll tweak. <laughs> I think like it's just inherited from maybe my dad just being really detail oriented. Like my dad is, is a carpenter, but he does really fine wood cutting, detailing and that sort of thing. And I always kind of focused really small. If I made like really tiny drawings, I just liked tiny stuff. I collected tiny stuff. And Do you still collect tiny stuff? Yeah, not not as much. I sort of like lost it in my moves, but I still have like, I have like a tiny croissant candle from Japan and like little tiny matryoshka dolls, tiny food. Oh yeah. So while I was in school, I also worked at this restoration shop, which was a poster restoration for um, vintage posters, like circus posters and things like that from like the 20s. And they were all kind of crumpled and missing little bits. So we would use a really skinny watercoloring brush and like stipple in like pointillist dots, really tiny detail. So I was pretty well adjusted to like working in that scale. Wait, so you opened up a fake nail shop in your bedroom when you went to beauty school? What was that like? Yeah, I just like, I wanted experience. And at that time, when I first started, nobody knew who I was or knew what I did. And I wasn't even sure if I was good at what I did yet. So I wanted to just take volunteers to like come over. Like if you scroll to the very beginning of my Tumblr, there's all these posts of me being like, hey, want to be a hand model? Like come to my bedroom. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> it was mostly friends. And then I think at that time I was using mostly Facebook. So it's friends and then friends of friends. And after school, I would just have one or two people come a night and it was really tiring, but I was so into learning and getting better. And at that time I was spending hours on manicures, just doing really complicated stuff to learn and to experiment. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, once that eventually became overwhelming and not necessary, but it was great for me to learn like technique and to learn how to make a manicure stay on properly. Like then I had, I was kind of doing like field research. Then I could ask my friend, like how long did it last? And mm -hmm. where did it chip first? So I can learn those sort of things. So how long was it that you were doing nails before Sally Hansen approached you? And how did that even happen? Because, you know, when you, you just read the excerpt from Girl Boss, and I don't think even then you were the color ambassador, right? No, I don't think so. It's only been two years. It's officially two years in January. So... I think when I read, wrote that, it was maybe right before it happened or something. Yeah. How did that come about? They were looking for someone to like fill the role of a global ambassador that would represent the brand. The company's huge. It's all over the world. So when they were looking, they knew they wanted someone who was you know, relatively young that they could grow with, somebody who had a big social media platform, and someone who had a really unique personal style and like painting style so I guess they just asked editors and then they sort of just narrowed it down I met with everyone a few times to make sure we all vibed and it really helped that I had a book you know that was a big selling point for me why did you want to do it did you do it for the foyers yeah <laughs> when I started doing nails it was a brand that I used it was a thing that I could afford when I was just starting out and I would buy these extreme wear colors. And so I had a special sort of place for it in my history. And second, I knew like it's a huge brand. So like I knew I could kind of expand my horizon. And hmm. when I work on a product, for example, with them, if they ask me my opinion on it, I know that I'm affecting a product that's being sold all over the world. And that's super cool. Yeah. 
It's a really cool experience to see the sort of business aspect that I'm not really accustomed to, you know, how the formulas vary from country to country based on regulations and all these kinds of things I wouldn't have learned on my own. That's really valuable stuff. That's so cool. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio projects. And just for listening to Girl Boss Radio, Audible's giving you guys a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. There's a book that I recommend, you know, that I really like on Audible.com. It's called Girl Boss. You can listen to it while you're driving, skipping, rolling down a hill, or starting a new business. To listen to Girl Boss or any other of Audible's offerings, download a title free and start listening. Go to Audible.com slash girlboss and get started today. You've gone from your bedroom to traveling the world and going backstage at major fashion shows and working on sets of some of the most influential shoots out there. What's been like the crowning moment of, wow, this is really happening, or I'm really working with this person? I definitely think the first time I did the Stella McCartney show, that was really nerve-wracking. I was so scared, even though it's actually a more easy job than most. I hadn't been to Paris in a really long time, and it was my first business trip, and it was my first really big designer, and I was working with Pat McGrath and all these huge models, and I was leading this team of people, (laughs) so it was really nerve-wracking, but also really incredible. And each show, like, how many girls' hands are you doing? Some shows, like the Adam Salmon show, was 18 girls, and the look was really simple, really cool, and super easy to do, and it was no stress, really calm. And then the Philip Lim show, I found out what I was doing in the morning, and then in the afternoon, evening, I had another show, and that evening from, like, 8 to, like, I don't know, three in the morning or something, we were making a thousand fake nails because there's 50 models and the look was really complicated and there was no way we could do it backstage. So we had to pre-make them. But I just was like, okay, sure. (laughs) We've got that under control. (laughs) But it worked. What is the team like that you work with in Sally Hansen? And then for you personally, do you have a team? Do you have an assistant? The Sally team is quite big. I mean, I work with probably the same, like, three or four people most of the time. But then there's a lot of other people that I come in touch with here and there, depending on the project. I go to their offices once every two or three weeks. But there's usually a project every other day, whether it be, like, an interview or a tutorial or something. And those kind of things I can do in my office and... When I'm super busy, I have an assistant come into the office and help me, but I'm a control freak, which is definitely something I need to work on, but I can't trust anyone else to like take a picture or edit the picture the way I want it to look, so I should just probably train someone to have the same sort of eye that I'm going for, mm-hmm. but... It's hard. Do you use a real camera for your Instagram? I have three different cameras I use and some you never know like with nails are really finicky and with the co- nail colors sometimes a lot of times actually the iPhone takes the best picture even with like a fancy camera sometimes it picks up so much yeah. detail on the skin that it's almost gross shooting hands is hard oh it's so hard oh but I've definitely come a long way like I've learned so many tricks to make them look better hmm. If you go like into the beginning of my like blog or my Instagram, there's some really gross pictures. Are these hands retouched at all or are they just really well lit? Because I'm looking at your Instagram right now. Well, some of them are professional pictures yeah. that are like, I'll usually say, oh, this is taken by this person. If they're more like unprofessional pictures, generally I don't do any retouching. I just, I might brighten them a bit um, and like adjust the contrast and the saturations. Yeah. There's always stuff that no one else can do that you have to do. What's the thing that you that you have to do that you like doing the least? Well, I mean, I literally scrub toes for a living, so <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of nasty, you could say. And yeah. I guess eventually someone else could do that, but I'm not really there yet. Ultimately, I have to like put the last coat on and make sure it looks good and get up close and personal with some toenails. I feel like I won't get done if I don't do it. So Mm -hmm. I carry like a huge bag around with me. Yeah. What's it like traveling with all that nail polish? Do you have to, I'm sure you have to check it, right? You have to check it. And every time you, (laughs) 
I mean, I don't, I didn't have to bring it to Europe, but I have had to carry it on planes before. And you have to make sure that every single bottle is fully tight, but also not too tight because they'll Whoa. explode. So, yeah, like every time I travel with it, one color will explode, and then there's like this horrid smell coming from the bag. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> When I was living, like when I was going back and forth from LA and New York, I had two kits so I wouldn't have to travel with them. And I had one like laying in the closet in LA. Oh, that's nice. Have you ever done nail art on someone's toes? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. Is that common or just kind of like a once in a while? No, it's not common at all. But I did it for a shoot for Louboutin. We did these really cubic toenails and they were <laughs> they were cool. And then I've done it to myself a couple times. I've worn just a triangle on my big toe or something like that. Really simple. Do you ever do gels? I'll do it for like friends, but I don't do it on set because I'm not trained in enough. And I don't really need to know because everything I do is really, it can change instantly on a photo shoot. Like if you do a gel, you're kind Kind of screwed. screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So... I always use regular nail polish, and the only time it's been an issue is some certain celebrities like gels, and like I don't feel like comfortable doing it enough. But I also don't really like it. <laughs> is there anyone whose whose nails you've done that you're like, this is fucking awesome? And is there anyone whose nails you'd die to do? I would really die to do Rihanna's nails, but she uses gels, and I've been asked to do her nails before. But I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do gels for the. 10th time on Rihanna. <laughs> like, I'm not going to like practice gels on Rihanna. Yeah. So, but I think that would be pretty major. And then someone has done, I mean, honestly, I don't really work with celebrities that much anymore from like moving to New York and just being more like in fashion rather than celebrity. But I did do Stella McCartney's nails and like we like played with nail plush together at her Mm -hmm. one of her lookbook shoots and it was so cool and fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, can you spell out Stella with the little dots and we were just like playing with all the nail polish and she was really into it and that was really exciting. That's so cool. I still we still need to do the girl boss nails. I might end up with girl boss tattoos on my hands before we figure out the nails, but someday we'll see. Yeah. If you got to power brunch with any girl boss, who would it be? Like, whose brain would you want to pick? I think I would be really interested in picking Pat McGrath's brain because she's worked in a similar industry and she has a job title that would be kind of my dream. So she's like a creative director for this massive conglomerate of beauty brands. Procter & Gamble, right? Yeah. And... So she's overseeing the creative for all these brands. And if I could do anything, I would be less focused on like physically doing nails and more focused on like creative directing a beauty company. And I love, I just like her vibe is whenever I'm on set or in a situation where I'm feeling really like maybe kind of timid, I have to remember that I'm really good at what I do and there's no reason for me to feel timid. I should be confident. Yeah, you're more than an invited guest. You're making it happen. You're putting on the show. It's cool. Yeah. Depending on the situation, you might feel like all of a sudden, like you don't know. Like someone's thinking like, what do you think is cool? And then you're like, oh, they're not going to like what I say. And that happens to me all the time. It's like I can be on stage in front of a bunch of people that are ready for me to talk. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to like what I have to say? What if I'm not educated enough? My vocabulary isn't big enough. I don't have a specific enough advice. And, oh, my God, they've already heard my story. And, you know, <laughs> just kind of. Yeah, I can relate. Totally. So would you say Pat's like a mentor or did you have a mentor? I've had a lot of mentors. I think my agent, Bridget, has been very 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 good for me she's a friend and she's a mentor like she keeps me feeling really calm like when I don't want to do something she doesn't complain with me she's like okay you gotta suck it up and just do it (laughs) okay fine Uh, we all need that (laughs) and when I'm like feeling unconfident she's always there to remind me of what I've accomplished and I don't know how how she does everything that she does she's taking care of so many people but somehow has all the time in the world for me so yeah 
yeah, those are the best people, people who have your back, who answer the phone whenever you call. Yeah. That's who you want on your team. How do you stay healthy with all this travel? Like, what do you do for yourself while you're on the road? It's not easy. Like, usually when I come off of a trip like that, I'm like, ew, my skin feels disgusting. Like, I'm so grossed out with myself because, you know, everywhere you go, it's like, like, I've never been to Russia, so obviously I want to try every bit of Russian food and alcohol. <laughs> and, like, every single night, I'm like... And alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to try it all. And after a while, it's really, it's like, okay, I've had enough. Like, you're having, like, a dessert with every meal. Yeah. When you are in town, how do you start your day? What's your routine like? People, like, I'll see people sometimes and they're like, do you want to hang out? Like, you must be really busy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just as busy as any other person is. I don't go crazy. I have limits to when I want to stop working. And I really enjoy my free time and I love my friends. And I love to just bop around the city and, like, and also I think in those moments that's when I see, like, inspiration, like, an amazing pattern on a shirt or on a wall or whatever. And when my mind is open to looking for it. What advice would you have for the girls who want to do what you've done or what I've done or be proud of their talent? I think when I've noticed from like what I did is that I found this really unfilled niche, niche, foyer, niche, niche. And I noticed with other people that I see like rise quickly, like, having this really specific product and making that one thing really well. And I think that the trick is like finding the thing that you're good at and focusing on it and not spreading out your talent too much in other places. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was kind of doing that before where I was like good at sewing and good at drawing and would kind of do a bit of all of it. But it was almost kind of obvious to me when I realized, oh, I should do nails. And then I realized, like, oh, nobody does them the way that I can imagine. Like, nobody does simple, like, graphic, clean nails. Mm -hmm. So also not try not to copy people. Like, with a lot of manicures, they look at other manicures for inspiration. But the only way I've noticed other nail artists is by them doing something that is completely new to me. I'm like, wow, I've never thought of that. That's, like, a really cool idea. This person's special. The only way you can really stand out is by doing something other people aren't doing. And I think a lot of people get by doing things that other people are doing, but you're you're never really truly great unless you kind of take that leap and say, like, I'm not sure if other people are going to like this, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's my thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always had, like, confidence in my, like, talent, almost like blind confidence. It's been kind of helpful. But Yeah, yeah, that's a theme on the show is just, talking about how naive we all were when we got into what we're into. You know, so if you know what you're getting yourself into, it's almost harder to get into it because you just have all these preconceptions and ultimately misconceptions about it. So, yeah, Yeah. you just kind of have to do it, and it's better when you're young and dumb, right? Indeed. Yeah, which hopefully we all still are a little bit. I think that's an important thing to, to keep around. Madeline, thank you so much. Oh, you're so this welcome. This was really fun, and it's just nice to catch up with you. And, yeah, it's um, nice to hear your voice. I know, I know. So, yeah, love to see you and give you some girl boss nails. Yeah! Oh, my God, I'm excited. Okay. All right, that was Girl Boss Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, so please tune in. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at Girlboss, and you can email us at podcast at girlbossradio.com. You can find me, Sophia Amoruso, on Instagram as Sophia Amoruso, and you can find me on Twitter as Sophia underscore Amoruso, A-M-O-R-U-S-O. Figure it out. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And do not forget to leave us a very happy rating wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show, and that's what we want, don't we? I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll talk to you next week.